0: Comics,
1: movies, music,
0: video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
0: It's all connected. Everything.
1: John's out this week kicking an item off his bucket list.
0: I'm uh I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs>
1: so he is at the Super Bowl this yes, weekend. Yes, he is. How about that? I know.
0: Yeah. How did he pull that off?
1: Uh John is a guy that knows people that knows people. He knows a he knows guy? Yeah, literally. Okay. <laughs> So that was – it's funny because he mentioned that was one of the things, another another item off, I, off his bucket list.
0: I know, I know what it is. I, I know exactly what it is. What, what's that? John John is the locker room guy. <laughs> I deflated those balls. It wasn't Tom Brady because he's a goddamn hero. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Did you make him a little bit? No, I didn't. So Jimmy Kimmel has a bunch of actors, and he had of course Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck and doing their doing their full uh goodwill hunting Boston accents. Gotcha you know it's like a bunch of guys in the camera saying they're the guy who deflated the balls you know Damon comes out and he's like, you know you know so I'm at the Pats game a couple weeks ago, and you know and i I can can't do it justice, but among in there is um Captain America himself, Chris sevens, ah. with this stash that would make Colonel Talbot uh jealous. Nice. Hiding behind this thing. And uh going on how he's the locker room guy. That's funny. like, so I let a little ale out of, out of out of each of the balls. Not all of them, maybe eleven out of twelve. And yeah, it was <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. So Kimmel did that and um uh John Krakowski was on there. Um who else? Uh Steven Tyler of all people was in it. Oh wow yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty uh, odd mix of people.
1: Every famous Bostonian they could oh, get on short notice.
0: Oh, oh, and and of course everybody knows about Kimmel's um, quote-unquote you know feud with uh, Matt Damon. Yes. So at the end, uh, Matt Damon says, uh, uh, "Tom Brady had nothing to do with this. I acted alone." And the <laughs> camera pulls back, and and Kimmel gets like face to face, like nose to nose with, like, "Do you know why you acted alone? Why?" Because nobody wants to act with you, you suck. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. But we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl or, def- or deflated balls.
1: No, no, no. It just had me thinking about, like, bucket list. Is there, is there any big, like, what, what, you know, John getting to, you know, he's been to World Series games. He's been to playoff games. Now he's been to Super Bowl. Uh, so he deserves a punch next time we actually see him.
0: Oh, he deserved a punch for a hell of a lot more than that. Well, yeah, but
1: things that people that listen to the show would
0: know, not not all yeah. that other stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so so, what are you asking? Is there anything I got?
1: Yeah, is there anything like big on your bucket list, like things that you want to do?
0: I don't know. I mean, there was a time when I would say something like going to E three or or San Diego Comic Con or something like that. But you know, these days, i don't know what it is. I I I can't think of um. Single thing like that. I mean,
1: there's. Uh, I mean, not even nerdy things. No, just it's like not, and, and
0: and I can't. I mean, there's 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 things I've always wanted to do, like you know, I wanted to you know go to Egypt, see the pyramids, things like that. But I, you know, it's like you know, I, I don't know if I'd call that a bucket list thing. I, you know, I I didn't think about this question. and I don't have a good answer for it, So I'm not even gonna try to make anything up.
1: Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried to to be impromptu.
0: That's fine. No, no. I just, I just, I just guess. I'm thinking about it. I don't have anything that just jumps out at me that says I, I need to do this before I die.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have too much. I mean, I'd like to see Europe. I'd like to. I'd like to go to Europe one day just to, just to do it. Um, I haven't made it to Washington D.C. I really want to go to Washington D.C. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I've been to Disneyland I, or Disney. Yeah. I've been to Disney World, I should say. I've I've been to San Diego Comic Con. At this point, I've been to New York. You know, I I, you know, as far as you know, geeky stuff goes, I I feel like I've maybe a trip to Skywalker Ranch that'd be cool. But even that, like now that he sold all that stuff to Disney, kind of, I don't know. It it it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster for me. But but still, there's there's something about being at that place would be. Yeah. Would be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. No, nah, that's cool. But, yeah, it's so uh, so. John's John's there. I know a couple people. Oh, not a couple. I know I know one other person who's there. In fact, he posted today something like he was in Phoenix. I didn't know he was going. So I just said, I just, I just commented. I was like, Phoenix, huh? You know, I heard there's a big sporting event or something. I really hope that you don't get stuck in all that traffic and it ruins your plans or anything like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the big sports ball game is going on, I hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope this... Sporting teams uh, play well, and that uh, the team score lots of points.
1: Yeah. So, should we do like a Simpsons uh, type add in here? Like, we well, congratulations to the, and then we'll have like Frank do a Seattle Seahawks or
0: <laughs> oh, New awesome. England
1: Patriots. Uh, yeah. Insert in there. That would be awesome.
0: That would be funny. Yes. That'd be funny. Uh,
1: but yeah, we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl or bucket lists or or any of that kind of stuff. Uh we are here to
0: talk about Agent Carter episode 4 The Blitzkrieg Button. The Blitzkrieg Button featuring special guest uh Howard Stark himself, diamond Cooper.
1: Yes, who apparently is 51 years old. As
0: is Melinda May. Yeah, but the true. Um they're just asking, who who is, Howard Stark or, or Dominic Cooper? Well,
1: see, that's the thing. So I'm watching, I'm, I'm doing my rewatch of the episode, and uh, there's that part when they talk about the Battle of Finale, and uh, Thompson says, you know, somebody came in after the battle, and he was looking oh. through the logs. And I was like, I'm going to freeze frame on that, because I'm curious if there's other, like, famous names on that list, because it was like a manifest or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe somebody else will pop up on that, that list that, uh, that oh, we okay. may know. Right, right. So I freeze frame it, and I'm looking, and none of the names jumped out at me. They're pretty commonplace, but it said Howard Stark, and one of the columns on that on that ledger was age, and it said fifty one. And I'm like, ah, all right, uh, ooh, you think that's got to be like somebody that was somebody, an ale somebody yeah. goofed.
0: Yeah, either somebody goofed, or if you really wanted to, you know, give it a story point, it was you know part of a cover or. Something got falsified, or otherwise, someone—I don't know. Yeah, there's no way in 1943. No, this is 46, right?
1: Well, this is 46, but that would have been during the war, so it would have. Been, oh, so yeah, yeah oh, 44, 43. 45,
0: yeah. 40, yeah. So no. Yeah. 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 No. I just thought it was so, interesting.
1: So it was either a flub or something to be explained later. I'm, I'm sure they yeah. probably didn't intend anybody to. Uh,
0: yeah, I wish I caught that. So I would have. I would have. Um, Gone back to some of the stuff we saw in, uh, in Iron Man and see so again pinpoint when he was killed and try to like, you know, do all that, do all that math.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I doubt seriously he was 51 because obviously he does not look in his 50s. Uh, now, Dominic Cooper is nowhere near 50 as an actor. Um,
0: but but yeah, not not you're going, um, Mignot Wen is 51. And, she is. Uh, you you'd never, ever know it.
1: You would not but it's not 1946 either. No, true. So yeah, so I thought I just I thought that was that was interesting that yeah. uh that 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 was on there.
0: So we had um before we get to the episode, we had a teaser for um Agents of Shield. Do you want to talk about that a little bit or wait till we're done?
1: Yeah, we could yeah, we could do some news. We'll start with some news before we get yeah. into the meat. Um I okay. just thought thought that little bit was uh was, that was, was fun. yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got a little like thirty second promo for, I guess what we'll call Agents of Shield, two B, uh, and it focuses a lot on the fact that Sky knows doesn't... that something's wrong with her.
0: Yeah, and that just I, I, it was I'm not unexpected, I guess, but we've always just you know we knew what happened, we know what's going on, so it didn't occur to me that they would take the angle on the show that. Um, which makes sense so that they don't know what's going on. She thinks there's something wrong with her uh, is what it looks like and that there's something she needs to either be fixed or be cured or at the very least understand, but she's she's scared, obviously, and with that fear, it's probably going to cause her powers to uh, be unpredictable.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because she's a pretty upbeat, kind of off-the-cuff type of person, so I just assumed she would be like, Heck yeah, I got superpowers, bitches. You know, th- something, something like that, and just, yeah. just roll with it. And, uh, and they're and, going a different direction.
0: Yeah, and to not to mix the, um, you know, the 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 actress with the character, um, she she tweeted Chloe Bennett tweeted um, something not long after that episode aired. So you know, three months ago almost now. Um, so you know yeah being stuck in traffic and totally just raised my hand trying to cause an earthquake to get rid of them or something to that effect, <laughs> so it's like obviously the the actor knows what's going on, you know it's just right like i I never really made the jump that that's not how they're gonna go with the character
1: right, yeah, so that and, was interesting
0: and considering how fast the season's been moving, I don't think we're gonna spend a lot of time on that. I think we'll get through this pretty quick,
1: yeah, I think so too. I think once they kind of realize that she's not. I'm assuming she's not going to be completely unstable, or if she is at first, I'm I'm assuming they'll get that under control fairly right. quickly. So that's not some kind of crazy lingering plot point that that rears yeah. its head constantly.
0: And if I remember when we first met Daisy uh, in the comics, she didn't understand it, didn't have control of it, and you know all that same stuff. So because uh, you know because Fury, I think, found her, yes, recruited her when she was you know. A teenager, or just whatever, and you know, had a helper. Yep. So it fits, I you mean, know, to a degree. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm sure Fitz, just because I just jumped in there, will play a part in helping her control it. Yeah. I want, I want the gauntlets.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be pretty awesome.
0: Uh, d- d- we got d- some d- Jessica Jones news. We did. We got some big Jessica Jones. news. Yeah. we got it. We got a bad guy. We
1: yeah, I think we the, yeah we talked I we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, was that
0: out? That was was that out when we recorded? I thought so. News? I thought we mentioned
1: David Tennant playing the Purple yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, Kilgrave. That's yeah. a that's a big get. That's
0: a big get. That's a big get. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then the other bit of news that we got just a couple days ago was that Rachel Rachel Taylor is going to be playing uh, Patricia Trish Walker.
0: Patsy Walker. Patsy Walker. Hell, Hellcat, right? Yep, Hellcat from the comics. So we think they didn't sound like she was going to be full on Hellcat, though, possibly, right? Uh, no, sure. they haven't
1: They haven't really they,
0: said. They didn't say much either way, I guess. No, it,
1: all they said is she's going to kind of be like the, uh, the girl next door for, um, for, for Jess. And, well,
0: they said that about Dottie, too.
1: Yep, yeah. Uh so I'm guessing that maybe what we'll end up seeing from her is uh uh you know, maybe she'll she'll uh grow into that part that, you know, maybe that'll something that that will evolve. Um you know, especially if they plan on doing the defenders and they want to round that
0: cast out a little bit. She'll have to be something else. Yes. She'll have to become something yes else yes right
1: uh so that'll be interesting to see how that uh to see how that plays out it's, it's kind of not it's kind of fun that we're getting a little bit more news on on that show is i'm i'm assuming it's probably going to start filming i would guess within
0: the next probably 60 to 90 days if i was if i had to yeah. guess i mean the cast is getting rounded out pretty well so i think it's pretty uh pretty likely that'll happen yeah um did we talk any of the uh, recent Iron Fist rumors by now? Because I don't think that was announced. Uh was, like, no, 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 no. Time. There was an actor. It was funny because we were either talking on the show or at least offline that there hadn't been much news on Iron Fist, and like the next day, practically, there was just a rumor of um, someone either was said that he was in the running or whatever, but then had a backtrack and said, "No, no, no, I'm just, I'm just like researching it because I'm interested."
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to... And think. I'm blanking the name. Oh, yeah, so he tweeted a cover of The Immortal Iron Fist and just said, time to do a little research. Lead with the mind, Iron Fist. And I guess that, that seems... It was taken many different ways. And he he was just re- cleared up. He was just researching the role for his own benefit. But
1: yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the guy—if—if—if if, um, if you just kind of Google him, it's A L A I N M O U S S I. He definitely has the look. Um, you know the build, and you know he's not overly yep. muscular, but he's no. you know, p- you know, pretty lean. Uh, obviously, he's got a martial arts background. Most of his work has been stunt work. Uh, you know, as on. on and- Movies. Yeah, and that's
0: just it. I mean, uh, uh, you would think a Netflix show might be a great way for someone who's interested in being an actor, someone like a stunt background who wants to make their transition. It seems like it might be a good, good role, a good path for him to take to to make that jump. Uh, but at the same time, I mean. He could just be a stuntman too. I mean, they could go that route too. You never know. Right, exactly. Yeah, it could so, be they it, it could be exactly
1: that that they want him to do stunts for the show to shadow the you know, the actual actor. Yeah. Or to play a villain or, you know, who knows what.
0: Yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, I think you know, he's got the look based on this a few pictures I've seen. Yeah.
1: So we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, there hasn't been really much anything going on with uh, with Iron Fist.
1: No, and and just news in general. I mean, we're kind of getting towards. I'm, I imagine we'll probably see some stuff in the Super Bowl this weekend. So for next week's show, we'll probably have yeah a new trailer of either Age of Ultron or Ant Man or both. One of the well, other. Well,
0: there's there's a there's a there is a, a television trailer for Age of Ultron that I believe is meant to be the Super Bowl ad, but that seems to be uh, a different cut of the footage we've already seen. Yeah. Um, Ant Man. I don't know if I heard anything about there being an Ant Man trailer um, for the Super Bowl, other than what we've seen, if, if anything.
1: Yeah, and my guess is it'll probably be something along the lines of Captain America, where they'll put it'll be a little quick, fifteen second. They'll put up a web address that says, you know, after the big game, go to antmanmovie.com and watch the right. full trailer. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Just because that ad space is so expensive. Oh gosh, gosh, yeah, uh, yeah, and and they can you know do a full minute, minute and a half, or two minute trailer
0: without having to pay for all that that expensive ad space. So, yeah. although I still remember uh, two thousand eight the uh, Super Bowl, that was the first time we got a real good look at Iron Man in action, uh, and that was was that tra- that commercial for that in that Super Bowl, and I was so excited by it because they did such a great job, you know, t- teasing the teasing Iron Man with that.
1: Yeah, I guess it, at this point.
0: Oh yeah. The different. brand
1: is just so you know, Strong, such a household yeah. name that they could just be like, go to this website, you know, you do the work <laughs> and get the reward. Yeah. Uh you know, most oh, yeah. you know, it's it's not even a big deal anymore. Most people nope. watch it with their tablet or their phone or oh, whatever. Most of
0: most of the ads have been leaked already. You know, go and you've already yeah. seen them. That's that's what's really odd about this year is everybody's like saying, Oh, this is our ad that's gonna air during the big game. It's like then why are you showing it to Because... You know what? If I'm if I'm the guy who's just watching the game for the ads anyway, and you're showing me the ads, well, great! You saved me four hours of my life now. Yeah. And and even then, I can just see them all later anyway, because you know, the Today Show is going to play them all anyway, the next morning. Exactly. Okay. Uh, There's one
1: more um, one more thing that I wanted to to talk about, and it looks like Marvel is starting its own loot crate. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, thing. I saw
1: that. Uh, it looks like they're they're teaming up with um, with Funko Pop, and that that's pretty much going to be um, uh, if it, it, their their deal is bi-monthly. Um, so it's not going to be a um, it's not going to it's not it's not a monthly loot crate type deal, but it's going to be bi-monthly, and I guess it's twenty five dollars. And you can, uh, th- there's two things going on. You prepay for the whole year, and then I think they give you some kind of like founders, uh, thing after the first year, or you could pay, uh, I guess pay as you go, and it's $25 every other month. But apparently, the only way you're going to get the Funko Pop Hulkbuster is through this, uh, this collector's core. That's what they're calling it. But apparently, each one gets a Funko toy, a t shirt, some other vinyl toy, and then two premium accessories, whatever that means. The first one comes out in April. which Whatever we had
0: laying around when we packed your box.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, the first one comes out in April, and I guess it's going to feature, the the theme will be Age of Ultron, which, again, obviously, the Hulkbuster Funko Pop, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Um, I'm tempted to, if nothing else, just do the first one, uh, just to get the, the Hulkbuster Funko Pop, um, and just to check it out and see. I think it would be something we can... Chat about it on the yeah, show I, as well. I
0: think the website said the next one's gonna be Ant Man.
1: I think so. Yeah, because it, it would be May, so that would mm-hmm. or June rather. That would make sense. the first one's April, so I'd be curious I'm, to see how that goes. I, I've I've never done like the Loot Crate thing or um,
0: any of those. Yeah, I've kind heard of deals. I've heard the name, but I've never really looked into it. So it's basically like the the Dollar Shave Club, but for collectibles.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Loot Crate is kind of. The, I think Loot Crate is twenty bucks, and I think it's monthly. Uh, and they send you just random stuff, so it could be, you know, a Doctor Who theme. I know they did a Marvel theme. That's where they they packed in Rocket Raccoon number one. Uh, they've done one, I think. For they've done, I can think at least a couple Star Wars different ones. But but there's usually like a theme to it, I guess, and it's just like a bunch of random stuff. So, cool, interesting. So we'll we'll keep you posted on that. Like Maybe. I said, I think I'm
0: going to dive in on that April deal.
1: That's about so, all, all the news. So sort of
0: the, uh, the Blitzkrieg button, then.
1: Yes. Which, um, which turned out to be neither Blitzkrieg nor button. No.
0: No, but it was um, probably, I don't know, I think just as devastating as Howard could have made it out to be, though, considering what it was. I sure. Mean, it was, you know, let's just jump right in. It was, it was a vial of Steve Rogers' blood. Yeah. Um, if you remember in Captain America, the first Avenger, after um, the dust settled from the attack and uh, yeah, the... Uh, Dr. Erskine was dead. They they drew several vials of Steve's blood, which you know we commented at the time in several opportunities to our reviews and commentaries and that 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 blood uh, was ultimately used to synthesize uh, the serum that was used uh, on uh, um, Blonsky. Blonsky, thank you. Was blanking his name. Blonsky in uh, in uh, the Incredible Hulk, and uh, turning him into the Abomination. Basically, it was used. uh, The Super Soldier Serum was used in. um, General Ross, you know, revived it because he wanted to bring back, back that program. As sure, I'm sure many other people did uh, along through the years. Um, but yeah, so apparently Howard got one of the vials, and yeah. he wants to use it for scientific research, cure the common cold, as he said. Yeah. Today we would probably say the cure for cancer, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's funny he said that. I guess that the government got 11 vials, and he because he was a part of that that project. That that was the deal. Mm-hmm. That the the government got eleven vials, he got one, and the government at this point had pretty much burned through
0: almost all eleven. Uh, yeah, and, and he didn't say what they did, but they probably were right. trying to recreate the formula. I'm sure. And they just wasted it basically.
1: Yeah. So he was concerned that if they blow through all theirs, that they would. You that that's why they wanted his, and they would and use they it for something. And they do the same thing and yep.
0: consume it and be gone. They, yep. they have nothing left.
1: Yeah, so that's why he wanted it back. But the ruse behind the whole thing. So at the at the beginning of the episode, we find out that uh, Jarvis is making a deal with some CD characters for fifty grand, uh, and it turns out what they did was they smuggled Howard back into the country in a luxury uh, railroad car with uh, that looked like uh, uh, kind of like somebody's uh, uh, game room. In, in their basement or something like that with a pool table and all kinds of stuff in there. So he wasn't uh, sweating it on his, on his journey back. Uh, but he, he, he decided to come back because he heard that uh, the SSR had confiscated and found a bunch of his, a bunch of the stolen uh, tech that was, uh, right. that was lifted from him. And he just wanted to find out what exactly it is they had or what they may not have recovered or what they might be digging into uh, and obviously, the main thing he was con- concerned about more than anything was the SR forty-three, the the Steve Rogers or fifty-three, Steve Rogers fifty-three. I'm assuming. Uh, Super Soldier Serum. So he concocts this crazy story of this uh, round ball with a button on it that would, if pressed, would wipe out the entire power grid of uh, most of of New York City. Uh, to the point and ruin it to the point where it couldn't it it couldn't be revived. So basically, like some kind of killer EMP device.
0: Yeah, that's that's was really out there. I I didn't know what what it, like when we thought that's what it was. I'm like, well, what what could it have been? I was thinking EMP, but you know, EMP. You eventually would be able to repair something and get the power back on. And plus, it's still the technology of the day was really is probably not impervious, but certainly not as susceptible to EMP. Like digital stuff to, of today is right, but you know when he said it would take you know months to, to to get the power back on, I was like, what could he possibly have have been to to be able to you know turn the power off? And of course, it was all just a ruse.
1: Yeah, and you know it's funny during the money exchange where Peggy knocks out the guys that were they basically turn into or start to extort Jarvis for more money. He they offered him fifty grand. He wanted another hundred. Um, but before they get their opportunity, Peggy takes them all out. And at that time, when Jarvis is about to take the James Bond briefcase and turn it around, so that they end up gassing themselves, he grabs his ear, his right ear, and strokes it. And Peggy picks up on that. So later on, when uh, when she's ta- she's asking Jarvis about about what it is that about the that, button, yeah, yeah, about what Har- about the button, uh, Jarvis does the same thing and 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 scratches his ear like that so when peggy actually sneaks in to the evidence room at the ssr and grabs it she's you know obviously savvy uh decides to push the button uh and nothing happens of course it pops open there's it looked like there's like liquor nitrogen or something in there uh keeping the blood cool and she sees the blood and immediately knows knows what it is uh and when she goes back and confronts howard I really liked the interaction between the two of them. I mean, that was really, uh, it was really well done on both sides. I mean, one, Peggy, <clears throat> Peggy really let him have it because she, she wanted him to say it, but she knew exactly what it was. I mean, once she saw the vial of blood, she knew, she knew what it was. And she even said to Howard, what is it? And he said, like, you know what it is. And she's like, I want to hear you say it. And, and, you know, when he told her what it was, uh, you know, it was really funny because she just punches him in the, f- in the face, <laughs> uh, which, unlike a lot of times when people get punched in the face or whatever, this one he actually kept the uh, the shiner on his eye for <laughs> for the rest of the episode.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's um, yeah, not much to say about that. <laughs> but the
1: interesting thing is, we get a little bit more about Howard Stark's backstory, or at least some allusions to to who he was or who he is. And you know, he makes a point of saying you know, comparing himself to Peggy. It's like, look, they, they don't respect you, that, you know, you have to basically do bad things yeah, to get where you are. You know, his his father uh, was a fruit salesman. His mother um, worked in a shirtwaist factory. And, uh, you know, b- basically, it kind of alludes to the fact that maybe Howard's Jewish or um, because he talks about religion and status and, yeah. you know, and, and there was definitely... a. Uh, uh, I, I think I, I think uh, anti-Semitism may be a little harsh, but
0: um, no, it's certainly his his uh, economic status. Yeah, I mean, you know, poor poor kid from Brooklyn or wherever. You know, he he basically had a live way through. Probably wouldn't have gone to the best schools, to, you know, otherwise. And you know, certainly he already had the natural uh, intelligence to be able to to come up with the things he comes up with. But to get the opportunities he needed when he didn't have any money to be, to be able to then build his fortune. You know, he probably was you know less than honest on the way, and it's a hard hard habit to break. Yeah, and I mean, I I
1: think in general, much like Tony
0: Howard, Howard is a good
1: person. He just has his moments of of being Howard. I mean, he's a playboy millionaire <laughs> in this era yeah. not not billionaire, but a philanthropist. Um, right, and probably maybe not as much emphasis on on philanthropy, but uh,
0: certainly not with what. The way Tony um, became after his experiences, you, know, you think you know Stark Industries was still making weapons in Tony's day. Um, so Howard certainly was never not above making weapons, and you know, that's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. That's right. And it's you worked know, out so, so far. Exactly. So, um, but at the same time, he has a conscience and he does have a moral center. Knows who he's who he's. Uh, Making the weapons for. In fact, you said that in the first episode. It's like I can't control what I come up with, but I can't control who I sell them to.
1: Right, right. But it was it, again, it was kind of an interesting exchange they have, and Peggy at that point feels really deflated because she's kind of getting it at both ends. She's, they don't respect her at work. They feel she's there, you know, for no other reason than to, you know, take notes and get coffee and you know do things like that. And, and then she, you know, Howard, somebody she respects, somebody she's literally been to war with, uh, and now, and, and he, she felt used by him, uh, so she's, she's pretty deflated after that encounter and pretty much says, I'm going to work, you need to be gone, uh, by the time I get back. Cause throughout this whole thing, Howard ends up going back to, uh, to the Griffith with Peggy because, uh, the, the SSR are on to all of, howard's little hidey right. holes and uh residencies even though they're under shell companies and all this kind of stuff
0: did you hear some of the names of you know the few the few people who know about that house
1: lana turner and jane russell jane russell yeah <laughs> i thought that was funny <laughs> yeah yeah so howard is a uh, no stranger to to the the famous ladies
0: indeed uh
1: so he ends up hiding at the griffith and and
0: which which he knew and and knows miriam very yes. well apparently yes knows not to dodger
1: Yes, it's it's funny. Did did you think maybe for one no, brief moment? Not we, at
0: all. Not even a minute.
1: You didn't think we'd get our our bosom buddies
0: moment? Oh, we kind of did. We kind of did. Miriam made yes. mention to see find you know somebody finding so and so's uh, sister or cousin from out of town uh, was basically a guy dressed as a woman. So you know she's she's busted somebody somebody like that, which was which was funny. No, I thought you were going to say, did he have you know? Uh, experience with miriam no no I don't think that, <laughs> no 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 I don't no, think no, no no, no. Uh,
1: I, I think maybe he's been on the 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 bad end of
0: well doing what he was doing yeah, exactly exactly he was he was walk even the one part when she walked it's like where are you now and you yes have a different room
1: yes uh, I, th- I thought that was pretty funny again we kind of knew this was coming there would have to be some sort of uh you know bit where uh, you know the landlady is on to you know Peggy shenanigans, and yeah. I think she's covering it over by saying she's an operator for the telephone company, which obviously the phone company never, you know, never closes. People make phone calls all day, all day and night, so it would be easy for her to kind of get around that whole 10 o'clock curfew thing by saying she had to work. Right. Uh, so that that's it. But I thought that was... that but she, was.
0: But she called her on that. It's like, you know, you work... Yes. You know, you keep rather odd hours for someone who works for the telephone company. Uh, and then even, you know... Um... Make make comments about the dumb waiter and escort her up there, up there just so she could see Peggy retrieve her laundry from the dumb waiter, which she was able to do. Yes, Howard got there first. Took yes. Care of that.
1: So it's kind of funny too. So, so that's you know Howard. So that was a little bit of shenanigans going on with Howard, uh, you know, kind of traipsing around the, the Griffith while Peggy was off, you know, doing whatever uh, that she was doing. But the, the interesting thing I noticed after their little exchange and she stormed off and she's really feeling deflated and they show her walking down the street um, and, and it's it, she ends up talking to Jarvis and basically gives him a little bit of what for because, you know, and she told him about his tell. Uh, right. but she's not happy with Jarvis, not quite as upset as she is at Howard, but she's not upset with Jarvis. But as she walks away, I, I kind of noticed that one of the things we we commented on in the first episode was that when she's walking down the street to go to work, she's got the blue, you know, the blue um, outfit on with the red hat. She's very striking. She stands out. She's very confident. And at this point, she's going to work and she's wearing a gray outfit. She just kind of walks along. She's carrying lunch for her coworkers. Uh, and she even has that, bi- that bit where it's like, you know what, they treat me, basically, they treat me like crap at the office, but at least they're honest about it. They're honest, yeah. You know, they they tell me they want a sandwich, it's because they want a sandwich. They're not, you know, telling me something, one thing to my face and then another thing behind my back. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting how it's 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 gone to, to that. Um, and then, of course, we get the obligatory uh, Stan Lee cameo on the the. Shoeshine Stan
0: yeah, I was surprised by that. I was wondering if we were going to get that, Of course, that just now lends itself more to the uh the theory out there that Stanley's really the watcher and he's in, that's why he's in all the Marvel movies. <laughs> yes yes yes
1: uh, but Jarvis kind of gives it back to Howard a little bit, you know, uh which is something we haven't really gotten hint, you know a hint of or seen uh you know, Jarvis has kind of been the Howard apologist and it's it seems like he just kind of had this moment where he knows i think it really hit home with him. How much he wounded Peggy, and that uh you know he Howard needed to hear it from him too,
0: yeah, so. and I think Howard really just wanted to spare her that that's he I, I do too i do too. I, I don't I don't think he was being malicious about it the way Peggy took it, I really think he was just trying to spare her that grief, yeah um, of having to face that memory,
1: oh, that was a funny bit,, and it made me think of something, but uh when the two of them are going at it and he and And he says, I know how you felt about Steve. I know you cared for him a lot. I felt the same way. Um, And it just made me think of, and I'm not a big meme person, but the funniest meme (laughs) uh, related to Captain America Civil War is the one where 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 they show uh, Tony saying, I wish my father loved me. And then, and then Steve says, he loved me. And then they show Tony with the mean look on his face. And then it says, Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, when he said that, that just kind of reminded
0: me of that. There's a lot of good ones like that, that that sequence with different quotes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cumberbatch was a better, (laughs) better Sherlock. (laughs) Uh, Those are the two that are my favorite. There's some, there's some stinkers out there, but those two, (laughs) those two are pretty funny.
0: Um, really, they're certainly better than those hail Hydra memes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but then the kind of the other plot going on is uh, is Dooley is trying to get to the bottom. Dooley and Thompson are really trying to get to the bottom of this whole battle finale where these two guys, uh, uh, you know that 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 popped up as a part of Leviathan. You know what's going on yep. with all that. Um, you know impersonating dead people. So Dooley finds out that this Colonel Mueller is about to be executed at Nuremberg, which for those of you that aren't familiar with it um, the prison at Nuremberg was where all of the big Nazi war criminals were war crimes, held yeah yeah there was a big big trials there there were a lot of people that were hanged there um, you know it was where all of that went down after the end of World war two so so this guy was there uh, he was going to be hanged in two days uh, the general the American general that that stumbled, I guess, upon all of this had died like two weeks before, so they couldn't even ask him. So Dooley decides to leave Thompson in charge of the SSR and head over to Germany to interrogate this Colonel
0: Mueller. Yeah, who didn't just keep his seat warm. He really started the cracks and skulls as soon as uh, yeah. Dooley was out of town.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was really harsh with Sousa. I mean, he's really given Sousa the business. Um, yeah. And Susa, so Susa, it may it maybe the Susa and uh, Peggy end up kind of being uh, kindred spirits in this because they don't look down on him. They look down on him because of his uh, missing his leg, uh, and they they feel like he's not as competent. But obviously, we saw very on, early on when he tried to track down the lead of who called in the hot tip. Uh, he found the you know basically the two homeless people that were living there. Uh, the guy tried to attack him, and he was able to kind of take him down with his uh, with his crutch, pretty quick, which was a pretty cool, pretty cool move. Um, but Thompson really just kind of kind of laid it into him. And what's interesting was they do that in whole interrogation thing, and Seuss is trying to basically play the sympathetic war vet, and uh, Thompson comes in with a burger and a and a bottle of whiskey, of scotch, yeah, yeah, and he's just like, you know really laying it on heavy and and, and giving Sousa the business. Uh, and then it turns out in the end that Thompson was right. You know, that, that, uh, you know, he even tells, he even looks at Sousa and says, not everybody needs a hug. You know, not everybody came, that came back from the war needed a hug. Right. Which was, you know, a dig against Sousa and then just kind of speaking the truth that, you know, sometimes, you know, some of these people are just damaged and, you know, they just need a little, they, they, that's just how they are. Um you know, and obviously, this is at a time when PTSD and so, and, you know, a lot of the things that we associate with, you know, war veterans coming back now that need help with those things. Obviously, that didn't, you know, that, no. that was not a no, concept right. back in 1946, unfortunately. Um, uh, so it was, it was a little bit of a harsher world back then. Um, but, but they basically end up getting out of the, the guy that, uh, that it was a dark haired lady and a, and a man that were, uh, that made the call and were behind all that which Sousa then pulls out the picture of Peggy as the blonde with her head turned and starts drawing dark hair on it because now he's starting to put the pieces together and thinks that uh, this woman is the same woman
0: that, that was at the club. Well, not only that, he did that. He pulled the picture and started coloring the hair after Peggy came back in. Do you do, you, I will, do you think he was starting to figure out that maybe it's Peggy or he was just like seeing Peggy with black, dark hair and he just like, wait a minute, and just thought, maybe my blondes really has dark hair or was a wig or whatever and didn't make that connection yet. I, I, I think he made the connection it or could... he's trying to prove it.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I didn't think of that. What I When he started drawing on the picture, I was like, well, that's kind of silly because, you know, usually in movies or TV you see people doing that when there's a full frontal picture of somebody and they either draw a mustache on them or they draw a darker hair or an eye patch or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so th- I thought this was a little odd because it's like, Okay, she's facing away, so you're drawing dark hair on a woman
0: that you don't even know who she looks like? But but when he sees Peggy, like, turn around or turn her back to him, and she sees that same exact profile shot, and he's like, wait a minute, and realizes, can, can compare, like, you know, the, the, the stance, the body structure, all that fun stuff. You know, she could think, wait a minute, this, this, now he's got to, he's got to prove it now. I mean, it's not, that's not by sure. itself, it's not enough, but it's enough to give him a, give him a lead. Uh, we already had, of course, um, uh, the other agent who was killed. I mean, he basically said he, he figured me. it out. Yeah. He figured yeah. it out. You know, when they said, you know, English check that, wait a minute, it's Carter. And then of course he was killed by somebody. And I think Russ was it you, uh, offline maybe who thought maybe Sousa was the trigger man there?
1: No, we, we talked about that, uh, after that episode. I and wasn't on that show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were, you were another one. Um, w- we, I think John and I were both pretty well convinced it's Dottie uh, because the, the person that came out of that car was very tall, very thin, was wearing clothes that looked like men's clothes but looked yeah, like they were looked, hanging off of You of think so? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, with what we learned this week about Dottie, that seems possible to be that, but I, I also still thought that was almost definitely a man. But you're right. Maybe it was Dottie in a disguise.
1: Because whoever it was is definitely taller than Krismensky. Right. I mean, she was very tall. Uh, so that, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we we're going with that.
0: Okay. Cause we'll, we'll talk about Dottie in a minute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Sousa,
0: I, I, or, um,
1: I, yeah, I, th- I definitely think he's onto it, but yeah, that's interesting that you, I didn't make that connection that he started drawing on it after he saw Peggy, but that makes a lot more sense, uh, when you put it that way. So I, I think it's been hinted out there that Sousa, uh, kind of eventually either puts two and two together or is pretty sure that that's, you know, what it is and, and starts going down that path. So we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out with the uh, four episodes we have left. Um, but back on Dooley, so Dooley goes when he's in Nuremberg uh, and he's he's interrogating, I, I shouldn't even say interrogating, he's more like questioning Mueller, uh, which was a funny little bit because he, he kind of leads with, I'll help you escape. Uh, and really what he meant was he had that I, I love the watch so he's got this trick little watch has a pill in there um and basically tells him it's cyanide and that you could take the easy way out because a lot of times when they hang these people they don't pay attention to the weight as well as the height uh so so sometimes you they pull the lever and you're left and it could take 20 30 minutes before you actually die and you're basically in agony and nobody cares uh, so he says here i'll give you this bit of cyanide and you could just go on out your own way uh without any pain if you tell me what happened at finel and uh so the colonel basically says there was no battle of finel like they showed up and all those all those russians were already, yeah, dead. already dead uh that they'd been hundreds of them had been killed and the body stacked up uh and the first thing i thought of when when he was telling that story uh, more so now than when they first showed the pictures of it in the previous episode was kind of what happened in China yep. when they found Sky.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get that direct of a connection there, but I, th- I thought the same thing.
1: I mean, obviously, I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was the Doctor. <laughs>
0: no, but it's very um, likely that it's a Leviathan experiment or yeah plan that they sanitized and got out to, to clear out of there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he basically tells uh, Dooley that, look, there was no battle. We came across all these bodies. Everybody was already dead. There's something that happened. And we don't know what it was. Uh, and then Dooley, I love that when Dooley leaves, that he's walking with the guard, and he tells him he needs a telephone, and he pops open his watch and says mint. <laughs> yeah, his uh, breath mint. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he didn't. Uh, he, he didn't get him. poor C- Colonel Mueller, uh, which. which
0: which I thought was an odd play when I heard it. I was like that, I know this guy wants answers, but that doesn't seem like something he would he would actually do. You know, break this protocol protocol to this level, and right. he didn't. and he didn't exactly. It, it, and at that point, it seems exactly that that's something that Fury or even Coulson would do.
1: Yep. And then we get a little you know a little gadget. So that was kind of cool. So yeah, it he was had a gadget, yeah. So that was that was a neat trick. Um
0: Speaking of gadgets, how about the actual science room where they kept like the the guy's arm catch yes. arm catching fire in a different color flame? Yes, yes, um, and just basically just trying to figure this Stark stuff out. They don't know what to do with it.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. We didn't get a glowing weapon this week, so that's good.
0: We had a camera pen though. Or yeah, camera pen.
1: Yes, camera pen. That was cool. Uh, Peggy. With
0: with a, with a few shots that Peggy shouldn't see.
1: Yes, yeah, I didn't catch that the first time, but on the rewatch, I I caught that. It was like, yeah, the first ten photos. What did she say? Uh,
0: she 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 was enthusiastic or something like that, or, or, or yeah,
1: uh, uh, uninhibited or something. Uninhibited, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was pretty funny. So he cut those off, and then and then basically after that, he tells her, yeah, just go on to work. I'll develop these these photos and look at all this. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but, but then the episode ends with, uh, Dooley back in his office and, uh, the typewriter
0: basically comes typing, yeah.
1: typing, uh, and then Dooley has that look on his face. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. I mean, we come.
0: I'm wondering what, what it was. What do you think? What do you think was being typed? The agents, like the guys next orders or was somebody reaching out to Dooley because they know he has it?
1: I would think it's somebody reaching out to Dooley because they know yeah. he has it. I would That's imagine right. by now yeah. that they would probably know what happened to the other guys. But... And, and,
0: and I think it's more of a response of his visit to, to Nuremberg. Sure. They, they know about it. They know he's investigating it. And they're basically you know, reaching out either to warn him or to tell him, like, yeah, ha-ha, I can't catch me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh,
1: but, the, but the one bit that was interesting – uh, is this Mister Mink? Who they make this big deal of setting up? He was in charge of the the thugs that were at the warehouse, transporting yeah. Stark, and he had he, that was a sweet gun.
0: That like, was a that was sweet a, gun. I a, want that gun. Yeah, it's like a but, but it was like an automatic was, Derringer. Before we move on, it was like a little Gatling gun, a little pocket Gatling gun. But it, before we, because it had the rotating barrels, a whole deal. But before we move on, I gotta say, of everything that happened, this little side plot was the most interesting part of the episode for me. Yeah. Not yeah. so much for Mr. Mink, but because we finally got a hint of who Dottie is. Right. Um, and just by her moves, by what she did, I'm trying to think, who is she working for? Is she protecting Carter? Is she just kind of protecting her own cover? Um and I've seen a few things online, so I can't take full credit for this hypothesis. And you're probably thinking the same, a similar thing. She's probably working for or with Leviathan, the Leviathan organization, that, that group. That makes her Russian. Yeah. yeah. That makes her, considering her moves and her training, she was trained by the same group that would ultimately become whoever it was who recruited and trained Natasha Romanoff.
1: Yeah, and I think the producers...
0: Said uh, as much, or...? Yeah, this
1: may be a little bit of a spoiler, so... Okay. So you may fast-forward a little bit if you're sensitive to that, but... Right. uh But the producers have pretty much come out and said, Yes, uh, we're not going to call her Yelena Belova, who in the comics ended up being, like, the original uh, Black Widow, Black so Black Widow, to speak. yeah. She was Black Widow for a while in the comics. She's shown up here and there. Before they've, ki- they've kind of retconned the Natasha Romanoff Black Widow into... Being almost like the Winter Soldier, where, the, actually very much like the Winter Soldier, where the two of them were put on and taken off of ice throughout the decades, uh, and they're much older than, than, than they would appear. Um, but for a while they used that to kind of explain away, because the original Black Widow was this Yelena Belova, and they, they moved away from her. So the producers said it's definitely not Yelena Belova, that's not what they're doing, but they, they've pretty much said yes,
0: that, there's a heritage there. There to,
1: is a lineage there, and when you yeah. see her move, uh, she, well, the t-
0: whole, yeah, the jump of the wall, the, yeah. the leg kick, the you know the way she took him down. It was it was all stuff that we've seen Scarlett Johansson do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or her stunt double at the very least. But, yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, smart, yes. Smart ass. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. So we've we've all kind of speculated. There's more to Dottie than we uh, we thought. Uh, and that was proven to be true, which I thought was really, the, the coolest thing I I thought about that was they make a whole big deal of showing this Mr. Mink and what a badass he is. And he's got this cool gun and he sneaks into the place and he's, and he's dispatched in like three seconds.
0: Yes. But that's exactly the point. Right. They made it, they show what a big badass is and then Dottie takes him down like, like he's nothing. Yeah what kind of a badass is she Exactly and it,
1: I appreciate that sometimes yeah. you know it's it's like to to go through all the trouble of setting this character up and to have him just be you yeah. know taken out like uh like the swordsman out of uh you know Raiders of the Lost Ark style uh is is pretty is pretty cool I like that
0: You know that that was you know, everybody's moving a big deal about, oh, the big connection to the MCU with Steve's blood and all that. that this is the bigger deal to me. First off, it's a, it, makes, it gives me a much more interesting character to care about. Right. Um, and it's something that's going to carry through the rest of the, se- of the series. Um, you know, the Steve's blood thing is probably all done. You know, I don't know what else they can do with it at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I agree. But this is something that's going to continue and develop. And I'm looking forward to this, I mean it's, and honestly it's the first time I've actually seen something that that's new and interests me uh you know on the on this show as much as I've enjoying watching it um it's all been like know, yeah, okay i've I've seen this I've seen this I, I i know how this is going to end. this is finally something that surprised me,
1: yeah,
0: and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing more of
1: yeah, I really think in these last um these last four episodes things are gonna gonna move pretty quick i mean we're gonna see next week that we get the return of the howling commandos which is awesome uh yep. that's always uh you know that's always fun i i like neil mcdonough i like him as an actor uh, uh so it'll be fun to see him
0: how hard would it have been to get um tommy lee jones in for a day that would it, come on give me something if only to put down dually and say you know you realize who you've got here right yeah i I wouldn't think it would be too hard. I'm not sure i mean the guy's selling insurance on t v right now i last I saw him he was yeah yeah you know, he's right up there with Fonzie. He's yeah selling reverse mortgages
1: yeah, yeah I wouldn't think it'd be too too du- too tough to to get him for a day i mean oh uh, uh, well but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. I mean maybe they you, you never know with this show. Hey,
0: maybe they didn't announce that one because there's, you know, a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like it's like when Fury finally showed up. It's like, "Whoa."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so we'll see how that uh that plays out next week. I think the only one of the commandos that we're getting from the movie though is um uh, yeah, is Neil Dunn, McDonough. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, we are going to get the the other commandos who will be on there have a comic history, but no, they were not in the first Avenger. I forget the names. Right.
1: right to no know Derek Luke and I think I forget the actor um Stephen Choi I think yeah, is is, is like the that. actor yeah, and I it's funny remember. because he was in
0: he was uh, in the shield
1: he was in the shield episode yeah, yeah. so maybe it was just scheduling or something you know they just eh. couldn't get him to uh to pop in for that for that bit of filming but uh so it'll be interesting to see so that's what we got coming up there next week um And then we have got three more weeks, and then we'll go straight into Agents of Shield.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think about the time we talked about the timing on this, but we got we've got four more weeks of Carter, then we get Shield the next, the very next week, then we've got six weeks of Shield, and no break. I mean, we'll have Shield after that, but after six weeks of Shield, we'll have all of Daredevil. Yeah, and then another like three weeks, we'll have Age of Ultron, along with more Shield in that time. Yeah. Uh, a couple more weeks of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we're done until July when we have Ant-Man. Yeah. It's, it's non-stop.
1: Yeah, and then we'll have Ant-Man, Ant- and then probably, my guess is probably right around the time that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back for what I'm assuming will be a third season. I, I don't see them dumping the show. No. Uh, we'll have Jessica Jones at some point, probably. Go-
0: Gotham got picked up, so why wouldn't we get a third season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: Yeah, I mean, Gotham's ratings are a lot better, but... Yeah, whatever. and then they got that Netflix money too. Netflix is paying two million dollars an episode to subsidize uh, Gotham.
0: Yeah, whatever. But uh, show, show up Batman without Batman. But anyway, this is the MCU podcast. So yes,
1: yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So so nonstop. We still haven't. We I don't know what our plan is going to be for Daredevil. I know we've said that for several weeks in a row, but yeah. uh,
0: I think it's going to come down to when we see it, we'll know.
1: Yeah, I, I think we, you're right we really, there.
0: We really need to see it. You know, it may lend itself to, you know, the serial life. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, certain episodes, I mean, it may make sense to break it up. Um, I, I know that between the three of us, none of us are going to take more than that weekend to watch all of it. But Right.
1: And I, I will say, it, it's almost a certainty that we will talk about the pilot pretty much almost immediately after we see it. I mean, I would, that weekend, I would I would be shocked if we don't oh, record we'll something. have
0: we'll have something that weekend, I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and, how we and very possibly separate from this show, like from from the agents from the agents, from the Agents of Shield show, right? I mean, I I think it'll be enough, obviously, to talk on its own. So you might start getting some, you know, two episodes a week out of us, even for a little bit. We'll we don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. i I tend to want to lean more towards waiting to do an episode by episode until after. Um, uh, after we get past uh, agents of shield and ultron just to give us content through the break maybe um but we'll see we've talked about commentaries we've talk, we talk about a lot of things so we'll we
0: talk, yeah we could yeah it's easy to talk
1: yeah 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 we'll we'll duke it out amongst ourselves and then uh, and we'll let we'll, everybody we'll let know, you know. What, what our plan is
0: but if you have a suggestion for us
1: <laughs> yeah please please do uh, check out the yeah. facebook group
0: chime on, on facebook send us a voicemail which will give you the details at the end of the show um how do you want to hear it cuz uh we're curious yeah
1: Yeah. nothing set in stone so you got anything else
0: um no i don't actually it's been a busy week but we talked about the news at the top of the show i'm excited for agent carter um i wasn't on the last episode of agent carter but um i said something like you know in that episode where we record about the first two that uh how uh, I wasn't into it, which is still honestly true, but uh, I realized I was doing to Agent Carter what I was disappointed so many were doing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that first season. I was complaining too much about what it what it wasn't and not enjoying what it, what it was, so I've really tried to correct that and take this show for what it is, and, and I certainly am enjoying it. It's still not what I wanted, um, but it's... Uh, Let's put this way: By the time we record an Agents of Shield episode, I would have seen it three times. I've only seen this one once, so it's uh, not pulling me back enough. So um, I'm enjoying it; it's a nice diversion. But I'm, I'm anxious for Agents of Shield to come back. Yeah,
1: likewise. I'm, you know, I, I enjoy it plenty. Um, but I, but I'm with you. I, I think uh, I, I'm hopeful that they ended on a high note and maybe pick it up for another season because I, I do like the fact that we get this little eight-week interlude, and you know. It it kind of helps bridge the gap um, for Agents of Shield. I think it allows them to kind of tell, you know, almost like a like a sci-fi show or even like some of the USA shows or or like Walking Dead, where they could kind of tell two discrete arcs, um, and and kind of have some resolution. You're, you're basically yeah. taking one season and making it two seasons. I mean, you can call it first half, second half, A, B, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's it's more or less two seasons. If um,
0: they if they you know, they say that this is not a one and done. They could easily get a second season. They can easily do more. You know, but if they end this series, this eight episode, with the f- formation of Shield, and we come back, I mean, they can still do the whole thing of this. You know, woman of authority in 1946, not getting respect. They can still do that. Where inside the circle of Shield, she has that respect and she is it. But when she has to deal with anybody outside of Shield, with the government or agents or other agencies you know they don't respect you. they can still work with that and they can still you know hit those points that they want to hit um but it's 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 i don't know this doesn't even look like the ssr that we know from captain america which is not obviously right. it's 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 not that i want i really want to see the early days of shield i want to see when they're building from the ground up what shield's going to become um I want to see the recruiting of uh of of former adversaries to become agents to help with shield and rebuilding the world, you know, not necessarily Zola himself, but you know, that kind of stuff, you know, Project Paperclip all that. I want to there's so much opportunity there.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a, there's a great turning the tables thing that they could get a lot of mileage out of. I mean, you know the fact that Thompson would have to be working for Peggy. The fact that, you know, uh, you know maybe Dooley's in, maybe Dooley's out, whatever. But I, I think I think they could get a lot of comedic mileage out of the fact that she's now the
0: boss. But um, I'm do I want to see somebody treating Peggy with the respect and authority she deserves. So I'm hoping we get that out of Dum Dum Dugan coming up. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm hoping that you know they you know put him in front of. Thompson and Dooley and is able to get that across. I mean, it's not going to change their minds immediately, but it's going to give them a little, you know, when you put them in their place, so to speak, I, w- I want to, you know, it's it's driving me nuts watching this. Yeah,
1: Something has to happen to where Peggy gets the upper hand and ultimately those guys have to look at her as she put pulled the wool over their eyes and was able to see what nobody else could see. And is really the the master agent. I mean, um, these
0: guys are all yeah. These guys are all chasing their tails, chasing the wrong leads for the wrong because they're chasing the wrong case. And she's got like the keys of the kingdom. If they only worked together, you know, they could have had this thing done already. Right. They could have had Leviathan cracked open if they only could trust each other and work together. But they just they don't have that.
1: Yeah. And if it doesn't end like that, then I I think that's a missed a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. But we shall see. We got four more weeks.
0: Yep. We got um, a lot of time yet. We're only half halfway point. so. That's
1: right. That's right. Um, but that's it for this week's episode of All, It's All Connected. Episode 45, by the way, since we didn't announce that at the beginning. It's not actually. It's 46. 46. But who's but who's counting? <laughs> uh, true. 46. Uh, but if you want to leave us a, an email, you could do so at iac at hhwlod.com. You could send us a voicemail at 972 798 3830. Uh, check out our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com/slash MCU Podcast. You can uh, tweet at us, which a, a lot of folks uh, seem to do, especially when uh, we're live tweeting. I usually live tweet out the episode. Uh, it's at MCU underscore Podcast. Um, and then check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com/slash It's All Connected. Uh, if you like what we do on the show and want to throw a little bit of a of a tip our way, we'd be happy to take it. Um, you can. Contribute as little as possible. You could pitch in a nickel an episode um, with a monthly maximum uh, that you set, uh, and that would be greatly appreciated. Like I said, uh, with Daredevil coming up, with more movies and more great stuff, uh, Ken and I uh, have some plans to do some some really cool stuff. We talk about video. Um, All that stuff is going to need a little bit better equipment, um, probably some additional website work, things like that. Um, But we're anxious to to try and get into some expanded content. So um, if you could help us out there, that would be fantastic. Um, So until next time, this is Russ and Ken, and you've been listening to It's All Connected.
0: Good night.